0: Welcome to the Conway. It's not a con, I promise. When you got out of bed this morning, what sort of space did you notice around you? What's the colour of your ceiling and how high is it? What sort of decorations and furniture were you surrounded by? What colour are your bed sheets? And then when you got up and went for a walk, maybe got something to eat, What sort of space were you surrounded by in your kitchen or at the coffee shop, say? And then when you went to work, what sort of a space was work like? Did you go up flights of stairs? Did you catch an elevator? What do the floors in your office look like if you work in an office? What colour are the pieces of furniture and the dividers and the the walls? And What sort of colours and shapes do you see around you? spaces it's been known for quite a long time can have quite an effect on how we think and how we feel it's no wonder that companies spend millions even billions of dollars on quality spaces if they were just trying to save money and it was all about the bottom line perhaps we would all be working in sheds or warehouses but no a lot of companies think it's worth it to invest a good deal of money in renting or owning a certain kind of office space for their workers. And it's not just companies, it's government institutions, it's universities and schools. We're surrounded by different kinds of buildings and outdoor and indoor spaces. And because these spaces that we inhabit can have an effect on how we think and how we feel, perhaps there are ways that we can use them to our advantage. If you're trying to focus on getting something very difficult done, perhaps you need a space that motivates you, a space that makes you feel empowered or inspired. Or if you're trying to stay calm or or relax, maybe you need a space that's relaxing. It could be a park or it could be something else. And so the idea I'd like to give you is have a think about the different activities that you're doing during the week and see if you could find good spaces to match up with those activities. So for example, if you are working on something by yourself and you feel a bit lonely, perhaps go to a place where there are a lot of people around such as a busy restaurant or a cafe And where there's lots of people around you and you can feel motivated, you can even almost imagine that those people are working with you. Or if you want to make that imagination even more real, go to a place where people really are working, such as a shared office space or a library. If you want to feel a bit more calm or relaxed or serene, you might want to go to a place that's less populated with people. Or you might want to go to a place that's natural, like a a large park. And so by choosing which space you're in, you can increase your performance, increase your good feelings and your motivation, whatever it is you're trying to do. And think a little bit about which spaces are available to you. You'd be surprised how many there are. I mean, obviously, there's your home and there's parks and public spaces that anyone can access. But there are other spaces not everyone thinks about. There are libraries, there are museums. There are coffee houses and coffee shops. There are also places you can rent like shared workspaces, or there are spaces you can get access to by some kind of membership. Like say if you join a college or if you sign up for a community venue, they can give you access during certain periods of time to their facilities, which could include office spaces or performance spaces or different kinds of spaces. I mean, you could even rent out an entire venue in the city from the council and go there just by yourself and practice public speaking by yourself in that venue or with a small group of friends, and you would feel like you're in a big public area, and it, would, it might give you better results with your public speaking rehearsals. So public spaces and any kind of space, really, they're a tool in your toolbox, and See if you can find strategic ways to use them.